early to bed and early to rise makes you healthy, wealthy, and wise. But what if you can't get up in the morning? We're going to talk about how to force yourself to be a morning person. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I'm Harlan, and I am a night person. Uh, And I'm here with Miranda. We're here with Adulting, and we're talking about waking up early and whether it's beneficial for everybody. Yeah, it is kind of interesting because you are a night person. I am not. I am more of a morning person. And I've always found it interesting that even though you're two hours ahead of me, a lot of the time I still get to bed before you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's true. And you're probably awake before I am too sometimes. Although there are a lot of reasons that I get up early and go to sleep late. That's my life. <laughs> so is this early to early to bed, early to rise? That's not actually entirely right. true. And we should probably just say that ignore these adages about sleep, because the only thing that's important is getting a good night's sleep. And the more recent studies actually show if there is any difference between night owls and morning birds or morning people... It's that uh, night people are slightly, and of course, this is a correlation, not necessarily a causation, but night people are slightly smarter. It is a measure of intelligence. Smarter than I am? I am not. I am saying, on average, this is one study that has said such a thing, but also that other studies have shown that there are generalized personality traits between people who tend to get up early and those who tend to stay up late. Morning people are more persistent, proactive, and agreeable. However, night owls are prone to some bad habits like smoking and drinking. So (laughs) again, these are all correlations, not causations, and it's important to draw a distinction there. That's just the way things map out in a couple of uh, particular studies. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. But one thing I do notice is that there, I mean, there are just never ending articles, right? A plethora of listicles about people who do X number of things before 7am. And all the wildly successful people who get up before 5am and are ready to greet the day. So I mean, how do you are there really these benefits of getting up early? I mean, how, I mean, what are, what are some of the benefits of actually getting up early? Well, forget the listicles. I think, you know, there's, there's so many studies out there and most of these listicles aren't even based on any studies. Um, we all can try different things for ourselves and see what works. Always being a night person, always waking up late and running to get out the door I know from my experience that for me, that puts me in a difficult position for being effective at whatever I happen to be doing in the morning. I know that when I get up early and I get to work and I get things done, I feel much more accomplished. Whether I am more accomplished, I don't know, but I do feel like I am using my time more effectively 
when I wake up early and start the morning with getting things done instead of wasting time in the morning or getting up late and then starting work in the afternoon. For me, I know that I'm most effective when I get up early and go to work. But am I the most happy when I do it that way? Uh, that's, that's left open to debate. And I, I think I am, but you know, the moral of the story is it's all a, you know, it's all a trade-off. I think it's important to get a lot of sleep and whether you're going to sleep late or whether you're going to sleep early, that all factors into it. Uh, time management is definitely important and it's never been one of my strengths, but I, strengths, but I know that when I do focus on it, I do feel a lot healthier and happier and more productive. Yeah. And I think some of the benefits that I find with getting up early, it's a way for me to start the day without rushing around. If I can get up early and, um, yeah, do a little yoga, be able to do my five minute journal and kind of take things a little bit slower and just sort of ease into the day, I feel a lot more organized. This morning is not one of those days. I slept in a little bit and I was rushing. Like I had to get up. I had to get my son's breakfast ready and he's going on a field trip today to Craters of the Moon. So I had to make sure that he had um, the proper lunch packed. You know, there was no just throwing five bucks at him today. He had to have a lunch packed. And so there was just a lot happening this morning. And if I had been up a half an hour earlier, I wouldn't have been as rushed around and stressed out. And so kind of providing for that is, is kind of a way to do it. It takes a little time to eat some breakfast uh, when I'm not rushed around. My son and I have some quality time before he leaves for school. We get to sit down. We get to talk about how the day is going to go. So I think that those are kind of some of the benefits. And then, and then, of course, if I get up early enough, I can get a lot done. I'm way more, I personally am way more productive in the morning. One of the things I learned from a former employer, although I didn't want to believe it at the time, is that our ability to wake up on time or early or whenever or on a specific schedule, whatever it happens to be, is a choice. You know, I used to be someone who out of college, I probably got into bad sleeping habits in college because I would be, you know, I'd recognize my nature as a night owl and I would never go to sleep and then I would sleep late and I wouldn't wake up with the alarms and I'd miss my classes. I have to say that bled over into my professional life when I had a job and it did not go over well with those people I worked with. So this was a real problem for me and it took a while for me to even get a handle on it. But it is a choice and you choose to go to bed earlier so that you can wake up on time and you aren't rushing around as adults now a little later in life you know we can make those choices i know that on weekends i need to be up very early to do th- the things that i do on the weekends which takes all weekend and so even those times where i can't get to sleep i still know that i have responsibilities and i have to wake up regardless of whether I get, you know, seven, seven and a half, eight hours of sleep every night. And sleep quality for me was also a huge thing. I mean, I I got to, um, I was working so much both for the company that I worked for back then, this is right out of college, plus all the things that I wanted to do on my own, my own business I was building or my own projects I was running at the time. And 
I would probably get by on three or four at the most hours of sleep a night, and it just wasn't healthy, and I wasn't staying healthy. Once I changed my life around and moved things in such a way that I knew that I could get enough sleep every night, I was a lot healthier. I wasn't missing days at work. I wasn't waking up late because I was getting enough sleep, and getting enough quality sleep is such an important part of the quality of life as an adult. We can we can't get by with the just couple of hours a night that we were able to do when we were growing up, like in high school or even college. Um, you know, as as you get to be an adult, you need that sleep. And really, you needed the sleep as kids, too. But as adolescents, you know, other things became more important, you know, hanging out and doing fun things with friends and doing homework and everything else that you have to do, all those stressful things that you have to do as a, as someone who's going to school. Uh, certainly that eats into your sleeping time, but that will only last for so long and you need that high quality sleep. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I know I feel much better when I've managed to get some high quality sleep. So let's say that you've decided that you do want to wake up earlier and you want to kind of shift. And they've done studies. They they have found that people can, even if they are night people, there is hope for you, Harlan. Even if you are a night person, you can make the shift toward becoming a morning person. Well, maybe not necessarily being a morning person, but at least getting up and feeling like you can function. So if you decide you want to shift to an earlier schedule, uh, just because, and part of this is like, if you are Harlan and you are living by yourself and you don't have to worry about drum corps because drum corps is over, you can sleep in. It doesn't matter, right? Because you're single. And if I didn't have a teenage son, I could probably sleep in if I wanted. But the reality is, is even if you're a night person, if you have a family or if you have a job or if you have a situation that requires you to, you know, be up and moving, uh, you know, you might want to shift to an earlier schedule so that you can, as Harlan pointed out, get that quality sleep that you need to be healthy, to um, have the mental fortitude you need to get through the day. So, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. How can you shift to an earlier schedule? How do you make that move? Well, I think it's important to note that regardless, even if you don't have to go to an office at a certain time every day, you make your own schedule, it's beneficial to everybody to at least try to see how their life might be different if we shift the sleeping schedule around just a little bit. It is absolutely worth experimenting with because you just don't know how happier or how healthier you might be if you increase the quality of sleep, if you increase the length of sleep, and if you shift so that you're sleeping at an earlier hour and waking up at an earlier hour. You know, regardless of whether you consider yourself a night person or a morning person, experiment with this because you might find that after you give yourself some time to adjust to something, which is all part of this testing, and you might find that you thought you were a night person, but it turns out that you're happier and healthier when you shift your entire schedule up a little bit. So I think the best way to start this shift is to not do it all at once, not try to make a major change, but to just start going to bed a few minutes earlier, maybe 15, you know, for the first week, another 15 for the next week, and gradually get to the point where you're waking up at dawn or just at an earlier time. You know, that's completely dependent on you and what you'd like to do and uh, where you are right now. 
but it's it's worth just taking small steps to get there and 15 minute chunks is a good way to go until you kind of get used to it give yourself a chance to get used to it then move back and another 15 minute chunk and get to the point where you're you're waking up significantly earlier enough so that you can get more things done yeah and i think that's a really good point is you do want to move it slow and when i decided to start getting up I decided I wanted to get up at 5.30, and in general, I know that I work better in the mornings and that I get more done if I start my day that early, but my problem was is I was going to bed between midnight and 1. So that kind of makes it difficult to get up that early because you haven't had the sleep you need. And so I started shifting. I started saying, okay, well, what if I go to bed half an hour earlier? What if I make sure I'm in bed by midnight, and then I get up by 6.30? And so... So I kind of just kind of moved it around a little bit and and slowly moved it to a point now where I go to bed usually between 10 and 11 and then get up around 5 between 5:30 and 6. And that's worked out pretty well for me. I found that, you know, through this sort of experimentation process that you were talking about, I do really well um if I get six and a half to 7 hours of sleep. So I don't need like eight hours of sleep. I don't need nine hours of sleep. And I think it's important to experiment a little bit because we all have slightly different sleep needs. And I do really well, like I said, if I can get six and a half to seven hours of sleep, I'm golden. So kind of look at that. The other thing to do is practice good sleep hygiene. <laughs> you know, we talk about that quality of sleep. We talk about getting the rest. So you want to make sure that you are doing the things that help you sleep. Things like you know, putting, making sure your room is dark and having a temperature that's not too hot or not too cold, something that's comfortable and putting together a bedtime routine. I actually shower at night and the warm water, it relaxes me. I, I feel like I'm washing the whole day away and it helps me kind of wind down and fall asleep faster. Yeah, in terms of routine, as you're shifting, I think, you know, it's interesting because you suggested starting by going to bed earlier. But I know from my own personal experience that going to bed early just doesn't work. You can't you can't really get good sleep just by saying, well, I want to go to bed earlier, so now I'm going to go to bed. Uh, for me, I don't fall asleep until I'm tired. So going to bed before I'm actually tired, before I'm ready to fall asleep pretty quickly, just leaves me lying in bed, and it isn't very helpful at all because I won't fall asleep for hours. So one way to make this shift happen a little easier is to reduce the amount of sleep that you're getting temporarily. So yeah, if you're not getting tired until midnight, 1am, 2am, still go to bed at that time, force yourself to get up earlier, um, use whatever alarms you have ready to go, make yourself get up. Because once you do that, then you will be tired at an earlier time the following night, and then you can start making an adjustment. So sometimes the key to adjusting is cutting back on the sleep so that you're tired earlier, allowing you to go to sleep earlier, giving yourself more sleep the next night. So sometimes you have to make that, force that tiredness, force it so that you're not trying to go to bed when, while you're not ready to fall asleep because that's just a waste of time. Yeah. And I think part of that is, is setting up that routine and setting up that expectation so that your body starts to relax a little. And some of the things that I have found 
kind of help me as I get ready for bed is I do use the five-minute journal that helps me in the morning plan my day. But at the end of the day with the five-minute journal, one thing you do is you write down three good things that happened to you that day. And then you also write down something that could have gone better. So if there's something that's weighing on your mind, you write it down to kind of get it out so that you're not laying awake stressing about it. Another thing to consider is, you know, no devices, right? They've looked at it and the blue light that comes with your phone or with your TV or with your computer, all of that stuff, it stimulates a part of your brain that keeps you awake. So powering down those devices and finding another routine to get you prepared for bed can help your brain shift modes and kind of downshift a little bit. And then, you know, avoid drinking a lot, whether it's alcohol or whatever it is. You know, a lot of drinks mean you're going to have to pee in the night. And so, you know, watch out for that as well. So I think that there are some things that you can do to start training your body to be ready for bed. And then another thing to do is when you're exercising during the day and you have regular exercise, you're more likely to be tired by the end of the day. Yeah, getting good exercise is an important part of uh, healthy sleep as well. You know, what was advised to me, uh, because I had issues sleeping, like I said earlier, you know, sometimes I'd lay in bed for hours uh, without falling asleep. Making sure that your bedroom is set up to be mostly a place for sleep. So you only enter it and you certainly only get into bed when you are ready to sleep or uh, other activities with your partner. And that really should be all that your bed is for. You shouldn't, although I do, watch TV from bed. You shouldn't work from bed. You shouldn't do anything that stimulates your brain in bed. You should leave your bed to be the sacred place for sleep because that way you just associate one with the other and you are more likely to become tired when you go to bed when the only thing that happens in your bed is sleep or sex. Yeah, definitely. Creating that space and that separation is a really big part of making sure that you're you're ready to do that. And then finally, if you have a significant other, you do need to get them on board if if possible uh, so that so that you're not um, you know, and sometimes you can't get over that. I mean, sometimes you just have opposite schedules. And my ex and I, um, you know, he he stayed up late a lot and slept in a lot. And so I just got used to falling asleep and then not being disturbed when he came to bed finally. And then I just tried to be very quiet in the morning for him so I wouldn't wake him up. But if possible, it's nice if you can get your significant other on board so that you are both on the same page and you are both able to manage your sleep better and healthier. And you'll have a better relationship when you're not grumpy. Yeah, this is all about health. And health is a team effort when you are within a couple. So uh, everybody should be at least communicating about this and hopefully getting on the same page. Yeah, definitely. Now, we've talked a little bit about trying to get up early. And you did mention earlier that, you know, uh, sometimes night owls, you know, they're, <laughs> they might be a little bit smarter. And the reality is, is you don't actually have to get up hella early to be successful. There are Business Insider, I know we said to skip the listicles, but there is a listicle out there from Business Insider about people who wake up late (laughs) and, you know, and they're successful. They're entrepreneurs, they're artists, and they are successful. You don't have to get up early to be successful. But I think the key here is figuring out how to be productive and how to get through your to-do list and get the important things done. 
Yeah, you know, everybody's an individual, and we can talk about trends, we can talk about personality traits, we can talk about all of those things, we can talk about these studies that that look at the slice of the population on average or in general, but the best way for you to handle all of this information is to just try things out and see what works best for you and to give something else a chance, even if you feel that you are, you know, just you're doing things the way that you believe are most optimal for yourself and give it a give it a try. Yes, you can certainly be productive even if you sleep late. That is that is completely true. You know, the question is what obstacles do you want to give yourself in your life? What ways can you change your life to make things easier for you? And uh, yes, you can succeed uh, regardless of your sleep patterns. You know, one of the most successful people I know gets very little sleep, sleeps in the office at his desk, and does not even care about health, yet he's successful and productive. But does any of that matter if you're going to die early and uh, you're not really taking care of yourself? So it's it's all a trade-off. It's all testing. See what works for you. We can only provide some guidelines based on data and research that has been, you know, supported and other research that is, you know, a lot of these things are still being researched and there's there's no definitive answer. We can only tell you what's out there so far. But none of that even matters. You just got to keep on working for yourself and trying to figure out what's going to be best for you. Yeah, for sure. So if you've decided you want to figure out whether rising early is right for you, or if you just want to get better sleeps, so you're a more productive person or a healthier person, what are some of the do nows that you can start with? Well, I think one of the first things is to experiment, change things up, and make a plan for changing things up so you can see whether there's a positive effect on your life or not. And so the a good way to do that is to map out uh, a path that'll get you towards waking up earlier. Say you wake up at 8.30 and you feel you're always rushing around to get to work by 9. Try waking up at 6.30. So that's a two-hour shift uh, from your current schedule. So map it out in 15-minute blocks, like we suggested earlier. Give yourself a week and shift your schedule by 15 minutes earlier. Give it another week, shift it by another 15 minutes until you get to where you want to go and see how you feel once you get through that plan. Yeah, and I think along with that, there's this body of, of sleep people that have this thing called a chronotype. And, and that's basically figuring out how your clock works. And, and that's what you're kind of talking about, Harlan, is experimenting a little bit. And are you somebody who works best early morning? Do you work best mid-morning? Do you be work best early afternoon, mid-afternoon? Figuring out how you sleep best and how you best function with a little bit of experimentation is a really good place to start because then you can decide whether or not you really do need to get up earlier or want to try to get up earlier or whether you know you're happy adjusting your schedule so that it matches what you naturally want to do anyway. Yeah, and that's something you can't do until you start experimenting because I can tell you that from my personal experience when I was waking up at, you know, say 9 o'clock or 8:30, I would work best around 12:30, 1 o'clock, 1:30. But when I wake up earlier, then I work best in the morning, maybe 10 or 10.30. I think maybe there's a sweet spot that has more to do with the amount of time that has passed since you woke up 
than whether you're, you know, a quote unquote, I work better in the afternoon or I work better in the morning, I work better in the evening. A lot of it has to do with just these cycles that you go through on a daily basis. And those cycles are based on your sleep cycle. So you change your sleep cycle and suddenly you're a person who works better in the morning than someone who works better in the afternoon. So you've got to experiment if you want to figure out this so-called chronotype. The next thing is if you are having trouble finding that inspiration to get up out of bed earlier, make a list, sit down and list out all the things you hope to accomplish by getting up earlier and kind of put it in a place where you can see it. And that'll remind you to go to bed earlier and help you figure out why you're doing this in the first place. A lot of the time, we just need to know why we're doing something. So we have a listener question. Uh, This listener says, no matter what I do, I just can't seem to get out of bed in the morning. Do you have ideas for helping me stop hitting the snooze button? Uh, I know that's an issue that I have had in the past. Um, and there's there, there's a lot of reasons why people prefer sleep over getting up. One of those reasons could be depression and anxiety. And if you feel that that is an issue for you, then it is worth going to a doctor and finding out from a professional what exactly you can do to alleviate some of the underlying issues. Because listen... The bottom line is that life is here for living, and we don't want to spend too much time sleeping it away. And you shouldn't. There's there's enough here in the world for us to enjoy, for the most part. And of course, some people are in very difficult situations in life that, you know, everybody has a different life. You can't fault anybody for not wanting to get up and face their life. But for some people, that is the challenge. And that is a challenge that needs to be overcome to have a healthy life and to to really get the most out of whatever situation they're in. So I, th- I think that's the first key. And there's certainly more that can be done from a behavioral perspective, assuming that you're not being the barrier there isn't depression and anxiety or a fear of some sort that is preventing you from getting up and facing the world. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to start is, is trying to, to figure that out. You know, there are some things too that you can do that kind of force you out of bed in the morning. If it's not an anxiety issue, or if you're just kind of kind of having a hard time getting out of bed, because I sometimes have this issue, not because I'm afraid of facing the day, but just because I don't feel like getting up. Sometimes I found that it helps me to keep my water bottle by the bed so that when the alarm goes off, I can just reach over and quickly get a drink of water. And that sort of helps me get started on the day. A lot of the time my mouth is dry anyway in the morning. And I don't want to get up and go get a glass of water. But if the water bottle is right there, I'll take a drink and then immediately feel like I'm ready to start moving because I have started moving. And then, of course, there are all these little alarms, right, that you can that you can buy. Uh, they've got these fun little alarms where it goes off and then it jumps down off of your nightstand and rolls across the room. Uh, you have to get up and chase it in order to turn it off. So they have these things like that, that if you know, you're looking for a little extra motivation to get up in the morning, that can help. Yeah, and that is similar to what I do when I know I need to wake up at a time that's outside of my normal sleep schedule, because normally I have no time waking up and getting out of bed at roughly the same time every day. But there are those days when there's something important that I need to do earlier in the morning, so I will shift and I will expect to get less sleep that night. But you know, just similar to the alarm clock that it it doesn't jump off the, the nightstand or anything, I just 
place them in different locations around the room, so I do have to get up and move around in order to turn them off. It doesn't always work 100%, but at least it gets me up and it, it makes it a little bit easier sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and just something that forces you to kind of get moving, whether it's, you know, sitting up and stretching, or just, you know, band aid, you know, just rip it right off, just rolling out of bed. You know, sometimes, sometimes that can help just to just to start moving. Yeah. So what is your sleep schedule like? And what do you do to change your schedule? Or what has worked for you in terms of finding your most productive time of the day based on your sleep schedule? And have you tried shifting your sleep schedule? We'd love to hear your story. So visit us um, at adulting.tv. Or you can come to our Facebook community, hashtag adulting, and let us know exactly what your sleep pattern is like and what you've done to experiment. Love to hear about it. You can also ask us any question that you have at adulting.tv slash ask. We will answer any question either in an article or in a video or on the podcast here. And you can subscribe to this podcast or download this at adulting.tv slash iTunes. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear exactly what you think of uh, Miranda and myself. So please give us some feedback. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And until next week, remember to act like an adult. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.